freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website is oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, July 17th, 2011. This show is live every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 4 to 6 Central. We have a great show lined up for you here today. We are going to be continuing our discussion on the occult aspects of the 9-11 event. Specifically today, I'm going to be getting into the occult numerology of the 9-11 event. So we're going to be looking at something known as gematria, which is basically occult numerology. And again, we've looked at that in past sections when we talked about the pyramid and all-seeing eye symbolism on the back of the $1 bill. We saw the concept of gematria or occult numerology encoded into that symbolism, which is complex symbolism. So more complex symbolism was employed on 9-11-2001 during this ritual that was enacted in the light of day for all to see. I laid it out a couple of weeks back in uh, podcast number 67, and I called it a manifestation rite because that's indeed what it was. It was a ritual conducted to manifest the desires of the dark occultists who basically orchestrated this event and injected a huge amount of fear into the public consciousness, and in doing so, were able to change the world in a way that they saw fit to change it at the expense of many other people's natural law rights and freedoms. So we'll be getting into that in a little bit. Um, I have one quick event announcement before we get to the break and that is for the Truth, Freedom, Prosperity uh, documentary um, screenings that happen at Media Bureau Studios the last Wednesday of every month. So that is coming up, 
I'm just uh, going to get the date for you. That is coming up next Wednesday, which I believe is the 26th, if I'm not mistaken. And they are going to be screening a film called The American Dream. And uh, this is an animated feature. This is going to be taking place here in Philadelphia at Media Bureau Studios, which is at the corner of 4th and Brown Streets in Philadelphia. 4th and Brown. And the meetup starts at 7 p.m. The movie is usually about an hour to an hour and a half, and then it is followed by a group discussion. For more information on Truth, Freedom, Prosperity and all their events, specifically their last Wednesday documentary screenings, visit their website at truthfreedomprosperity.org. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. I apologize in the last segment. I gave the wrong date for the Truth, Freedom, Prosperity movie night at Media Bureau Studios. It is actually on the 27th, uh, next Wednesday, July 27th. And the start time is technically 7.15 p.m. for anyone who is interested and uh, they will be showing the movie The American Dream. So anyone in the Philadelphia area interested in coming out and partnering up with this great group of activists, next Wednesday, July 27th at Media Bureau Studios at the corner of 4th and Brown. The exact address is 725 North 4th Street at 7.15 p.m. All right, so uh, last week's show was great. I want to thank... Freighter X once again for coming on after the uh, Nikola Tesla Energy Independence celebrations uh, last weekend here in Philadelphia and uh, for being on the show. Uh, I invited him to come on uh, while we were hanging out and having some discussions during the Tesla conference last weekend and uh, he agreed to come on uh, since I really didn't have time to prepare the show uh, that I'm going to do today, last week, since I was so busy during the Tesla Science Conference. So, Freighter X, thank you very much. It was a great show. I think people learned a lot, and um, I think it sparked a lot of interest in the Tesla Science Foundation. So, this week, we're getting back into occult topics, and we've been looking at the occult for a long time, and we've been looking at the dark for a long time in general, and I just want to let people know that that's essentially going to be winding down because there's not much more that we could focus on where that is concerned. I, I'm going to be shifting this show very much toward solution-based thinking in the near future, and we're going to be covering solutions to all of these problems, ways that we can actually tangibly, practically get out of the mess that we're in as a species. And to those ends, I'll be not only discussing solutions and also, you know, taking calls as we always do to talk to people and get, uh, you know, their take and see what the pulse is out there. But uh, I'll be bringing people on who are sort of experts in their solution-oriented approaches toward all of the topics that we've already looked into and covered on this show, whether it be consciousness-related, whether it be related to health, 
food, whether it be related to the quality of our attention, whether it be uh, related to how to um, combat specific mind control techniques. So the show will be moving in a more what some would consider positive direction as we are looking toward solutions to all of the, the woes that we have been covering, all of the things that we know now are wrong with our society and with our world as a whole, and uh, basically talking about how do we fix these things? What do we do to make things better? Because people want real, tangible approaches to this, not just theories. So that's what we'll be covering in upcoming shows. Uh, I am going to do one or two more shows on the darkness after I finish with the 9-11 material. I'm going to do a one, or, one or two, depending on how it goes, about the overall overarching agenda of the dark occult. Their worldview, how they see this place, how they see the people in it, and what ultimately do they want to accomplish. When people look at some of the things, some of the control-based approaches that are going on uh, that are enacted by the so-called elite. They're nothing of the sort, as I've said many times on this show. They're not our elites. They like to think of themselves as such, as owners of other people, as betters of others. But um, people will say, well, what's the ultimate end of all of this? What do they really want to do? What do they really want to accomplish? So we're going to be looking at point by point what the actual goals of what I call the dark occult esoteric agenda is for the people of Earth. So we'll be looking at that next week and possibly the week after that, depending on how that goes. But for today, we're going to be getting into the numerology of 9-11. Again, two weeks ago I did a show on the occult symbology behind the 9-11 event. I think many people found that interesting. Again, I hope that this is kind of uh, reaching many of the eyes and ears out there because it is quite abstract material at times. I'll be the first to admit that. this You needed a semi-deep understanding of occult topics and symbology to understand how 9-11 was an occult ritual. But that's what this podcast is all about. It's establishing a tapestry. It is an initiation of, sh of sorts into the occult and its symbols. And today we're going to be continuing that exploration that I started a couple weeks back of the 9-11 event. We're going to be looking at numbers that were involved on 9-11-2001. The whole event is known for its numbers, 9 and 11. And we're going to be looking at how the numbers that are involved in 9-11 are specific to the occult. They are indeed occult numbers and known occult numbers in different traditions and schools of occultism. So we're going to be looking at that today. And when you see the interconnections of these numbers and the correlations that are established with these numbers as related to the 9-11 event, I think most people will not try to make the stretch that this is pure coincidence and that there's nothing going on behind the scenes here and realize this is beyond chance, this is beyond coincidence, that this is something that is indeed orchestrated or deliberate. And 
I have to leave my mind open to the fact that it may be something that I call synchromystic after the term synchromysticism, which is basically the universe self-organizing something that is seemingly um, ordinary, not, not that the 9-11 event was ordinary in any way, but even down to things like um, uh, information encoded in movies or books or popular culture, and it is telling us something extraordinary. Okay, so it is the mystical contained in the seeming mundane physical worldly events that are taking place, but yet the universe itself as an intelligent principle is self-organizing that information and just it happens to come out in an extraordinary way that is telling a deep underlying philosophical principle to everybody involved, which in this case is humanity when it comes to the 9-11 event. So um, synchromysticism could be at play, but I would suggest it is probably a combination of both because when you understand the occult significances of these numbers, there's no way that the orchestrators of the 9-11 event do not understand that these are occult numbers. And I feel that they employed them deliberately as part of the orchestration in order to invoke certain energies and frequencies that they believe, whether you believe it or not, they certainly do, that these numbers invoke in and of themselves. So we'll be getting into this very deeply on the other side. That's a brief introduction just to whet your appetite. I'll send you up to the website to get the imagery that we're going to explore on the show when we come back after these messages. Don't go anywhere, folks. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. I want to send everyone up to my website, whatonearthishappening.com, because for the presentation this evening, you will need the images that accompany it, and they are posted on the radio show page of the whatonearthishappening.com website, right underneath the player you can see images for today's show, and there are 21 images listed there. You can click them individually and jump from image to image like a slideshow. And there's deliberately 21 images there, ladies and gentlemen. It's not an accidental number. I did that on purpose, and you'll understand why, hopefully, moving forward with the presentation today. I figured since we're going to talk about numerology, why not make it a significant occult number? So here we go. Before we start, I just want to say that many people, again, will find this information too abstract. They'll find it um, unbelievable that um, numbers happen to work out like this. And they'll say people are seeing patterns where there aren't any. And I would counter with the fact that what consciousness ultimately is, is the ability to recognize patterns and meaning with respect to those patterns. When you understand that the people who are currently in control of our civilization as a whole are dark occultists, you understand they believe in the power of numbers. They believe that all 
the forces of the universe, all of the forms of the universe that underlie everything are based in number. And indeed they are. It's the universal language, mathematics in general, and number does carry meaning with it inherently. It's not just people that ascribe that meaning. So some people may or may not accept that or believe it, but I'll tell you what, the occultists who are running the show here, they certainly do believe that. And that's why they employ number to their benefit. And they could do this openly in the light of day practically. That's how unconscious the general population is, that they would not recognize the occult numbers that were used as part of this event. So let's begin by looking at slide number one, which I basically uh, showed people this configuration or arrangement of the buildings on 9-11 a couple of weeks back. We have the three, yes, three buildings which came down in New York City, which is building one, the North Tower, there to the left, with the radio antenna on the top, Tower 2, the South Tower, which had no radio radio antenna atop it, and Building 7, also known as the Solomon Brothers Building. And this was a 47-story skyscraper that stood closer to the east than the other two buildings. Of course, the Pentagon was also damaged, but did not collapse quote-unquote collapse in the way that the two towers, actually the three towers, came down into their own base on that day. So we saw the correspondences to different occult traditions a couple of weeks ago, and we compared the buildings and their arrangements to the columns or pillars in three different occult traditions, namely the Kabbalistic tradition, the tradition of Kabbalah, the Tarot tradition, and Freemasonry. And we looked at the occult correspondences to understand basically that these pillars were being destroyed as a symbolic representation of the ability to climb in consciousness, okay? The ability to ascend, the ability to transform, to go beyond ego and base consciousness and division and duality, to come up to a higher level of awareness. And the occultists are essentially destroying that. They're destroying truth They're destroying the goddess. Again, this is another symbolic goddess sacrifice ritual because that middle pillar, as we saw when we related the arrangement of these buildings to the tarot tradition, represents the goddess in that tradition. And people will say, well, this is a stretch. You know, this is uh, seeing correspondences where it doesn't exist. If you follow through the progression, for anybody that happens to be new to the show, You follow the progression 
of this podcast to understand the occult correspondences and symbology, you will understand this is no mistake or accident. These correspondences exist, and occultists were using them to great effect on 9-11. Now, if we move to slide number two, we see this: the building numbers. These are the simple building numbers which were assigned to the buildings in the World Trade Center complex. Here we start with the numbers, okay? Building one, building two, and building seven, which I've already outlined, okay? Now, if we simply total that number, one plus two plus seven, we get the number ten. Now, coming to a higher level of consciousness involves bringing together the male, the masculine, okay, or the left brain hemisphere, and the feminine, or the right brain hemisphere. And we, we have seen the symbolic correlations to the masculine and feminine. The phallic symbol representing the masculine aspect of consciousness or action, okay? This phallic symbol sits atop the North Tower. And it represents a one, okay? A straight line, a vertical line. That's why a, an obelisk is a phallic symbol, okay? A straight line one is always representative of an archetypal symbol of the masculine aspect of consciousness. The egg, or a zero, is a, an archetypal symbol of the feminine aspect of consciousness, or the emotions, okay? And this is a ritual, as we will ultimately see, to play upon human emotion, in order to evoke certain emotions so that you could then evoke certain actions. Okay? So, moving on to slide number three, I keep these numbers in place to help people to understand that it is 10 that is being destroyed on these three buildings that came down in New York City. And we have 10 sephiroth on the Kabbalistic tree, which we saw the, the symbolic analog to the correspondence to a couple of weeks ago. The Kabbalistic tradition, the ladder to God, the three pillars or paths, namely the path of severity, the path of mercy, and the middle pillar, the path of mildness, leading from base consciousness, Malkuth, the kingdom, to unity consciousness, Keter, the crown. Again, this is also correlated to and representative of the chakra system or the kundalini energy that resides within the body along the spinal cord and the bilateral symmetry between the left and right sides of the body. Okay? So these three pillars or buildings, these skyscrapers, are representative of these three paths on the Kabbalistic tree. And they are being symbolically destroyed. The ten Sephirot are being symbolically destroyed in the ritual known as 9-11. See, it's not 10. It's not the union of male and female. It's 9 and it's 11, but not 10. And we'll explain what that means on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere, folks. You're listening to What Looking on Earth is Happening. Real information.
Okay, we're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening Today. On the show, we're talking about the occult numerology involved in the 9-11 event. All of the images for the show can be found on whatonearthishappening.com. On the radio show page, right underneath the player, there's 21 images listed there for you to click on to follow along. We are talking about image number three, which is showing the correspondences between the three uh, buildings that were brought down on 9-11 in New York City and the three paths of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, and namely how there are 10 sephirot or emanations on the Tree of Life and the total number uh, when we account for the building numbers, uh, building one, building two, and building seven that were brought down into the street of New York City is 10. Now, uh, on this image of the tree, you see the sphere called Da'at, which is behind the middle pillar that is not considered one of the uh, Sephirot themselves. Uh, in books like the Sefer Yetzirah and the Zohar, which are primary Kabbalistic source texts, uh, they give proscriptions against thinking of there being any less or more Sephirot on the tree, on the Kabbalistic tree of life, than 10. They say it is blasphemy to speak of it, of, of the tree of life as having any uh, less or more Sephirot than 10. 10 is the number because it represents the union between male and female, which is ultimately the path to higher consciousness. Okay, archetypally it represents that, the number 10. Okay, what they are bringing down is this divine union, which is the path, the ladder to God. Okay, all of the paths of the Kabbalistic tree are being destroyed in this ritual because these buildings represent the tree itself. Okay, now, essentially, what we want to understand is that the name of the ritual is based upon this Kabbalistic tradition and the warnings in the Zohar. It's called 9-11. Okay? So the name is a blasphemy in itself of the ritual. It's, it's a blasphemy of the Kabbalistic tradition. And it essentially represents the destruction of this path to awakening. Okay? Or awareness. Now, if we look at the plain numbers, the numbers of the forces that were used to hit these four buildings, okay, if we include the Pentagon, all right, now we're moving to image number four, slide number four. If we look at the plane numbers, these are the flight numbers for the planes that are said to have struck these targets. Flight 11 was the first plane to hit a target. It hit the North Tower, the male pillar. The second plane number to be involved was Flight 175. That struck the South Tower. Okay, now, that plane was when the world realized, whoa, this is something that is not an accident. This is deliberate. It's on purpose. It's a, an, an attack. And that's when the fear set in because 
they used the feminine principle. See, the first number hit the North Tower, representative of will, representative of action. That's when this event is set into motion. Then the real terror, the real real emotion becomes involved like a punch when the second plane hits, which is flight 175. And when we understand the occult significances of these numbers, we'll understand that this is a deeper connection. When we understand that these two numbers that I've just told you are indeed important occult numbers, but they're not recognized as such generally. The other two plane numbers or flight numbers that are involved generally are recognized by most people who have even a peripheral understanding of the occult and its principles as occult numbers. And they are the number, the numbers 77, which is the flight number that hit the Pentagon, or allegedly hit the Pentagon, and 93, which is the number of the plane that crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, which I have been very vocally suggesting that this plane was meant for building number seven. But although it did not reach its intended target, that extremely important building seven, which is the key to understanding the entire 9-11 ritual, the plane did not make it to its destination, and we don't really know why that is. I would suggest that against orders, in an act of one's own will, refusing stand-down orders to let this plane go unhindered, that plane was shot out of the air by a pilot. But guaranteed, that plane was not headed for Washington, D.C., as they want to suggest. That plane was headed for New York City also, or whatever it was. Okay, because there's a lot of evidence that suggests that no plane hit the Pentagon, but it may have been a missile of some type. And I'm not going to get bogged down in that speculation. I'm just saying that's certainly a possibility. But we're talking about the plane numbers or flight numbers that are attributed to the planes. And this is very significant because these are all highly significant occult numbers for anyone with a trained eye and anyone that has done a little bit of reading into the occult. Now, the next image begins the breakdown and the explanation of these occult numbers. And this is slide number five, which is going to be the meat. It's going to be the bulk of the presentation here today. We're looking at occult numerology and eventually this leads into something known as gematria. Okay, gematria is the addition of numbers and their reduction, usually to single-digit values. Okay, and it's the understanding of how words, when you ascribe numbers or values to the letters that comprise the words, take on a value in and of themselves, numerologically. Okay, so we'll be looking at how this works and we'll be analyzing these four significant occult numbers that are the flight numbers of the planes that were used as the weapon to attack these buildings and the people inside of them on 9-11-2001.
So let's start with the number 93, which is probably the most well-known out of these numbers when it comes to occultism in general. Even people who have some occult knowledge, uh, many won't recognize these numbers, but of those who have a little bit of knowledge, 93 will probably be the most recognizable number when it comes to occult numerology. What the number 93 represents, we saw back podcasts ago when we looked at the symbolism of the all-seeing eye and pyramid on the back of the $1 bill, because this is the number that represents ascension, okay? It represents moving from a lower level of consciousness to a higher one. It represents the number of the climb, so to speak, okay? Now, there are two Greek words that essentially, when you add their gematria values, or the the values that are given, that are assigned to the individual letters in the Greek language, when you add all of the letters up that make a couple of words in Greek, they both total to the number 93. And the first word is written there in the second column underneath where I have uh, the derivation and meaning, occultic derivation and meaning of these numbers, okay? So the word thelema, thelema, okay? If you transliterated that Greek word there that's printed in the right-hand column next to the number 93, which is thelema, into English, you would spell it T-H-E-L-E-M-A, thelema, okay? So... What that word means in the Greek language is will, will, okay? And the, the letter theta is given the value of nine. The letter eta, which is the second letter, I'm sorry, um, epsilon, is given the value of five. The, number, the letter lambda is given the value 30 in Greek gematria. The letter eta is given eight. The letter Mu is given the value of 40, and the letter Alpha is, of course, 1. When you total those numbers, you have the number 93. 93 is the number of the will. We'll pick this up on the other side. Don't go anywhere. This is What on Earth is Happening. back ladies and gentlemen this is what on earth is happening my website whatonearthishappening.com we're looking at the occult numerology involved in the 9-11 event today and we are looking at image number five which can be found among the other images on whatonearthishappening.com on the radio show page of my website right underneath the player There's a series of 21 images which are acting as the uh, slides for the presentation today on the show. Image 5 shows the numbers of the flight numbers involved on 9-11. These are the the, uh, flight numbers of the planes that hit the buildings. We're looking at the number 93 to understand its occult significance. It is the number 
represented by the Greek word thalema, which means will. We do the Greek gematria of the letters in the word thalema, and it equals 93. Also, the word agape in Greek, alpha, gamma, alpha, pi, eta, equals 93. Those letters in the Greek language can be given the values alpha is 1, gamma is 3, alpha is 1, pi is 80, and eta is 8. You add those up, you get the number 93. This word in Greek, in the Greek language, means love. So, the will and love. Things that we have talked about extensively on what on earth is happening in the previous podcast, they are equivalents in the occult world. In the world of numerology, these words are identical. They mean the same thing. To ascend to the higher level of consciousness, truly to do the will, capital W, not the lowercase egoic will, not my will be done, the higher will of the transformation of consciousness. That is love. These are equivalent principles. They are identical. You could call it the plan of God if you want. You can call it the uh, will of creation. I don't really, it doesn't matter to me what it's called. That is the dynamic energy of the creative force called love. That is the force that expands consciousness. We've talked about it ad infinitum on previous podcasts. So, what the word, the number 93 ultimately represents is ascension out of ego and duality, dualistic thinking. And it is ascension to love, will, or unity consciousness. This number, when added together, reduces to the number 3, because 9 plus 3 is 12. And then we add the 1 and the 2 to get three. Okay, that's how you reduce in gematria to get down to a single digit value. The number 93, you add the, the nine and the three together, you get the number 12, and then you add the one and the two and 12 together to get the number three. So that's the reduction of the number 93. Okay, since 93 reduces to three, it is equivalent to the very significant occult number 777 which we looked at in the past on this show because 7 plus 7 plus 7 is 21 which I said was a significant significant occult number as well for that very reason 777 is the number of man embodying the principles of higher consciousness having an activated intellect an activated true care or heart and activated will action for the right reasons so thought emotion and action are unified brought together they're not in a state of duality or opposition and they are all geared toward the higher will they're complete and activated and they're all headed in the right direction. 
That's what 777 represents. And therefore, it is the number of being in the world but not of it. It is the number of somebody that is embodying what is known as the Christ consciousness. So, when we total 7 plus 7 plus 7, we get 21, and then that also reduces to 3. 2 plus 1 is 3. Therefore, 93 could be said to be the equivalent of 777 in occult numerology. Or in other words, the embodiment in man of the divine, okay, man embodying the divine, being like the creator, the essence of the creator, but still being in the world, not being God, not what I'm saying, so people should not put words in my mouth, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you are embodying the principles of higher consciousness, of Christ consciousness, of divinity, while still existing and operating on the physical plane, being in this world but not of it, which is the words attributed to the teacher that people call Jesus. Now, that's the same as love or the true will, 93. Okay? So, the number 77, let's look at what that represents. 77. Well, immediately we can see that it has a correlation to the number 777, except one 7 is missing. It's only two of the three 7s. So here I've put 77 out of 777. When we're looking at the number 77 and we're talking about it in occult terms, okay, not just your, you know, everyday mundane looking at a number, but in how it is viewed in the occult, the number 77 is very significant because it represents two out of those three sevens, which symbolically represent man existing in a state of divine consciousness, okay? So, if we do the reduction on 77 and the reduction on 777, what we're seeing is that 77 out of 777 actually is 14 out of 21, because 7 plus 7 equals 14. And of course, 7 plus 7 plus 7 is 21. So you're missing one-third. Or in other words, you have two-thirds. The two-thirds that are being talked about here, symbolically, are thought and action. Or intellect combined with will. Lowercase w will. Or what I have called here egoic will. This means I'm not concerned with what's going on in a wider sense. I'm not concerned with the will of creation. I'm not concerned with helping anybody ascend in consciousness. I'm worried about number one. I'm looking out for me. The ego run amok. Okay? The ego mind gone haywire. That's the egoic will. My will be done. So, in this case, these two sevens represent the intellect and the will combined, 
the lower will, but no emotion, no compassion. The heart has been completely stifled. So you have the skull, the intellect, and the bones, the willingness to carry out your actions, but the heart or the spirit has been killed or has been completely taken away. That's the definition of a psychopath, which we should understand by this point. This is what these so-called elitist slash globalist slash dark occultists are. They're psychopathic individuals who have murdered true care. Hell, they do it every year at Bohemian Grove in a ritual called the cremation of care. Destroying the inner child, destroying the sacred feminine, destroying the heart. That's what they're all about. They only care about themselves. So that's what 77 represents. It's the number of the sorcerer, of the dark occultist. This is their number. We'll be right back on the other side of this break, folks. We'll pick up the occultic numerology and the explanations of these four significant occult numbers involved in the 9-11 event. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. This is two of the three sevens, 14 out of 21, okay? So it represents the skull and bones. It represents the sorcerers. It represents intellect and will devoid of compassion, okay? And two-thirds in decimal format happens to reduce to a repeating six, 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 six repeating, that's significant. The number of the beast, representative of base consciousness, not achieving the seven at all. Okay? So in other words, it's saying like having these two developed is like having nothing developed because you've really learned nothing if you haven't activated the heart. Very significant in what it is saying symbolically. Okay? 77 is duality times seven. And we'll see what that means in a moment because 11 is actually a number that represents duality in the occult. And to times anything by seven is like saying you've taken it to the extreme. Okay, that's even uh, numerology that you find in the Bible as well, not just in, in occult and Kabbalistic traditions and gematria and numerological traditions, but you even see that in biblical traditions. To time something by seven is to take it to the very extreme. And indeed, that's what these occultists, these dark occultists who are the sorcerers, they're the 77. They, um, 
definitely have an extremist point of view when it comes to not caring about anybody but themselves. One will notice that 77 is one short of the book of truth, the tarot, which has 78 cards in it. And this is all about the truth remaining hidden and some people trying to bring it out. The revelation of the occult, the revelation of 9-11 truth, the book of truth of Tara, of the tarot cards, 78 cards, 77, one short, meaning you didn't make it to the truth. See, this one short comes up over and over again in the occult. The number 92, which we're going to see, which is what 9-11 is, 92, 9, and then the two ones reduce to a 2, add to a 2, 92. You didn't make it to 93. Are you getting it yet? Is it sinking in? The real meaning behind this ritual? Ultimately, the number 77 represents deceit or the opposite of truth. It represents sorcery. It represents chaos. And it represents all of these things prevailing over truth, love, and the true will. So in the dark occult, this is a significant number. And for anybody with a sane, rational, working brain and, 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 and a true range of human emotions that involve care, this is a number that should be viewed as, at least when it comes to its occult usage, as something that is dark and sinister. Pick up the other two occult numbers used in the 9-11 event on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere, folks. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. This show is live every Sunday evening from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time here on Oracle Broadcasting. We're looking at the occult numerology of the 9-11 event today on the show. All images may be found at whatonearthishappening.com on the radio page, radio show page. We're on image number five. And we are looking at the flight numbers that hit the buildings on 9-11. So we looked at 93 and 77 and understood and now understand the true dichotomy between these numbers and how they're essentially polar opposites. Couldn't be more uh, dissimilar when it comes to occult terms. Now let's look at two lesser known numbers but nonetheless significant numbers in the occult, 11 and 175. 11 is a signaling number, a signaling number used to identify occultists to each other. Okay? It represents the great work of synthesis between opposing forces, or in general, dialectics that we've talked about here on the show many, many times. Union of opposites. Now, this could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how it is used. Bringing things together is not necessarily a bad thing. But doing it in a way that is orchestrative 
of chaos in order to get your way as a result of the management of that chaos, okay? Creating chaos and then capitalizing on it to create the synthesis that you want is the dark usage of the dialectic. We've talked about both of these examples. And 9-11 being a prime example of the dark usage of the Hegelian dialectic. Okay? But in general, 11 represents duality or two forces. These are the two pillars that play off against each other. The positive and negative, the male and female. Okay? So in general, it represents duality and then them staying in a state of duality not coming together ultimately. That's what the 11 represents. See, it, rep it represents the great work in the sense that yes, you have the thesis and the antithesis, but you must bring them together to form the synthesis. As a number itself and as an archetype, the two vertical lines without the third, without coming together, without them being tilted or, or placed you know, in any kind of an overlap, represents duality remaining okay so this is also a number that represents chaos duality in general it represents an us versus them mentality I've also put here it represents the fall or this the original uh, sin of thinking of oneself as separate from everything else that's what the true quote, original sin is. Coming into dualistic consciousness. That's what the fall of man is ultimately about. A change in the way he perceives his reality and his place in it. That is a degradation in consciousness. A fall. So the number 175 is probably the least known out of all four of these numbers. And again, we have to look at it in relationship to another number. And I would suggest they used the, the 175 here because to use the, war, the number that they probably really wanted to use would have made it altogether too obvious. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee that when they were planning this, the occultists who planned this event, and they said, what numbers are we going to give these, have these flights? Uh, or, you know, when we send our lackey, even if, you know, they didn't actually just assign these flight numbers. You know, when we send our lackey on, what flights are we going to send them on? These people who were going to, you know, basically uh, have be our patsies for this event. And I guarantee you, somebody wanted to put them on flight 418. Guaranteed if you know anything about the occult and what that number is. But they said that would be altogether too obvious if it wasn't already obvious with the other three numbers, 93, 77, and 11. And incidentally, folks, flight 11, the flight that hit the North Tower, struck floor 93. And flight 175, the flight that hit the South Tower, struck floor number 77. So are there enough coincidences yet built up on top of each other for you to see that it's not a coincidence? That there's a pattern here? 
if you understand the number 175 in relationship to the number 418, it becomes very clear that we're, we're seeing here the dark usage of a thalamic magical tradition that was employed by Aleister Crowley. Okay, and we're seeing dark occult numerology brought into this event in plain sight. Because what the number 418 is, is it is considered the magic word of the aeon, abrahadabra, not abracadabra, okay, with a C or a K, but abrahadabra with an H. Okay, this is an 11-letter word that represents magical force. The invocation of magical force employed toward a specific manifestation. That's what the number 418 represents. Now, if we reduce 418, we get 13. If we reduce 175, we get 13. Therefore, they are equivalents in occult numerology. There's no difference between them. They mean the same thing, just as we saw with will and love, thalema and agape. So they could be used interchangeably. So realize when we're seeing the number 175 that struck the South Tower and began the day of terror in people's minds, that's the flight that hit the feminine pillar and invoked the emotional reaction of fear, intense fear, what that was was the magic trick really being begun. That was the ritual. They signaled each other, 11, Flight 11 has hit the North Tower. Well, dark occultists all over the world probably stood up and paid attention. That's a signaling number. It's a number of duality and sorcery. And then when 175 hit, that's abrahadabra. The trick is on. And this is the rite of manifestation, as I've said. That's what this ritual was about. That's what it was called in the occult circles. An act of chaos sorcery in dark occultism is generally referred to as a rite of manifestation. The word manifestation in the occult reduces to the number 13. In general, this number is representative of magic or ritual workings. We'll pick it up after the break. Don't go anywhere. This is What on Earth is Happening. We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passman. Looking at the occult numerology of the 9-11 event on the show today. Before we get back into the topic, I have two quick things. Uh, the first is something I've been wanting to address on the show, and I'm going to take a brief interlude here to do this, is uh, the topic of email. A lot of people email me, and I really, really appreciate the fact that people take time out of their day to send me email. I just want to make it publicly known that I get so much email during the course of any given day that it is next to impossible for me to personal, personally respond 
to a lot of the email that I get. So I don't want people to take offense. I just want to state that, that if I sat and answered email, I will read it. But if I, if I sat and answered all of it, I would literally do nothing else uh, during the course of any given day but be sitting at the computer answering email and I just simply don't have the time to do that. So I really appreciate everybody taking the time to write and make their thoughts known. I read the email that is sent. I unfortunately cannot respond to it all. It's something I haven't addressed here on the show and I felt like it was time to do that because uh, the volume of email really is picking up and uh, that's good to see because that means people are engaging in this information. Uh, the uh, other thing I wanted to comment on is I was just taking a look at my chat room during the break and people are pretty uh, on the ball and uh, somebody put something in the chat room that said, um, and this uh, person was uh, anonymous in the chat room, uh, Anon9279 said that the gematria of the name Mark Passio in English gematria equals 77, 77 and said, is Mark one of the sorcerers? Um, awesome comment. Uh, what many people may not know is that my middle name is Anthony. So include that into the equation and that's all, that's all that I'll say on that. So, um, the properties of two other numbers is what we're going to jump back into here for uh, slide number six we're going to now, okay? Slide number six on the What on Earth is Happening page. The other numbers that need to be understood in relationship to these four numbers, we've already seen. We looked at these two numbers when we were analyzing the symbology and the gematria of the pyramid and all-seeing eye symbolism. That's on past podcasts here on What on Earth is Happening. So, if you look at the number 777 again, this is man in unity consciousness. We've already gone over that on the show. The number 666 is man in beast consciousness or base consciousness where thought, emotion, and action are inactive or incomplete. Now these reduce to, again, respectively, the number 3, 777 reduces to 21, which reduces to 3, and then the number 666 reduces to 18, which reduces to the number 9. 9 being the number of ego and base consciousness. We saw this on a previous show. The properties of 9 in addition and multiplication. What 9 symbolically represents. Okay, this isn't, you know, trying to say inherently the number 9, you know, it's, is evil or anything like that. Symbolically, when you add it to something else, it does not change the resultant value. No matter what number you add it to, it's essentially like adding a zero. So adding ego to any given situation changes nothing. If you come to the table with more ego, that's all that you get is you get more of the same. It changes nothing ultimately. Okay? The, when, the multiplication side of the number nine, the aspect Okay, the multiplicative aspect always returns to itself. Okay, so nine times any number, you add the digits together that result, you're always going to come back to the number nine. So nine creates more of itself. In, or in other words, when ego multiplies, only more ego is ever made. 
You're not changing anything. Symbolically, in numerology, in occult numerology, from a symbolic perspective, nine is the number of base consciousness and ego, which ultimately can never change anything. If you're coming to any situation from the perspective of ego and lower consciousness, selfishness, you're never ultimately going to create the change that you're looking for. Okay? So, the geometry the gematria of 9-11, moving to slide number 8 now, is the number 92. Okay, the, the entire ritual is based around the number 92, 9-11. You just add the two ones together to get 92. This means you have fallen short again. Just like we saw 77 is the falling short of the truth of 78, the book of truth. Okay? And also the number 15, which is related to 555, triple five is in Freemasonry the number of the divine. Hiram Abiff's number. Man, like being like God, essentially, being in that divine state of consciousness, embodying the divine is a good way of looking at it. Okay, so 92 out of 93 of course, the nines basically can just be removed. They go away when you add in gematria. It's like adding a zero. But I took people through the intermediate step. 90, 92, when you add those numbers together, you get 11. And then you can reduce to 2. Conversely, 93, when you add those together, you get 12. And then 1 plus 2 is 3. But ultimately, it's saying you've fallen short. There's been a failure to achieve 93 if you've only come to 92. It means you've fallen short of love, you've fallen short of will, you've fallen short of higher consciousness, of unity consciousness. And if you arrived at 92 out of 93, you've arrived at two-thirds. Just like if you've arrived at 77 out of 777, you've arrived at two-thirds. And that number two-thirds is significant because it's a repeating six. And this is symbolic in numerology of failure, perpetual failure, never coming up to higher consciousness. That's the, the st state called hell. By any other name you want to call it, that's what it is. Perpetually failing to r raise consciousness and always staying in base awareness is a condition called hell. It's separation from the divine eternally. And that's what hell has always been considered by any tradition. So, this is a ritual of invocation to hell. It's a ritual by which they want to keep people rooted, rooted in base consciousness, never ascending the ladder to God, never ascending Jacob's ladder, never ascending the middle pillar. See podcast number 67 for further details about the other occult uh, significances and, and uh, correlations to 9-11 and the traditions, the occult traditions that it corresponds to. To go back to the numerology, we look at these four flight numbers once again, and we see even within these four numbers there is a pattern embedded. If we simply do the gematria of them, we add them together. Okay? So, 77. Add it together, you get 14. Now, I'm, I'm working with slide number 10 now, for those who are following in the slideshow. Slide 10. 
77, I'm adding those two digits together to arrive at 14. 11, I'm just keeping as 11 for now to keep it um, uh, in, a, in a decent layout, okay? 93, right underneath it, I add, add the 9 and the 3 together, and I put the number 12. And then 175, I add it together, and I get 13. So we have a linear progression of numbers, 11, 12, 13, and 14, with 14 being the highest. We'll pick it up right here on the other side of the break. We have two segments left. I'm going to try to get to your calls in the uh, the, uh, final segment. Don't go anywhere, folks. I'm Mark Passio, and this is What on Earth is Happening. Okay, folks, we're back on what on earth is happening. Let's jump right back into the topic, which is the occult numerology of the 9-11 event. We're looking at image number 10 on whatonearthishappening.com on the radio show page. Here we see the reduction of the four forces, I guess you could say, that were used to conduct the 9-11 ritual. The four uh, plane flight numbers and we're simply doing the gematria reduction upon them which is adding the digits together and we see a linear pattern emerge when we add 77 we get 14 and when we add 11 93 and 175 we get 11 12 13 respectively so following through this reduction pattern on the next slide slide number 11 we get the numbers two, three, four, and five. So keep in mind what we're talking about here is what I would just consider the forces that were used to invoke the entire event, which were these four planes, regardless of whether they're actual planes. We're, we're talking about the numbers here, okay? And we have a pattern two, three, four, five. When we add these digits up, once again, we're back to the number 14, which is essentially the number 77. It's like a nod. It's like the perpetrators of the event telling you, yeah, it was us. The dark occultists love to tell people exactly what's going on, exactly who's doing it to them at every step of the way. It's, it's, they, they, they derive a sick sense of enjoyment, a perverted sense of pleasure from understanding that they can put this into someone's face and they still can't see it. Now, why is 14 significant? Well, first of all, as we just saw, it is the reduction of all of the values of the flight numbers or the forces that were used to enact the event. It is also the reduction of the event date itself, 9-11-2001. You add all of the digits together in that date and you get the number 14. Okay? But why is this significant? Why is, aside from being the equivalent of the number 77, why is this significant? Well, this is significant because it relates to, it corresponds and that's the key factor here correspondences that's what consciousness awakens 
It allows you to see patterns and correspondences, and everything is a correspondence. That which is above is like to that which is below, and vice versa. The universe is self-similar across scales. We live in a fractal universe. The very large, the macrocosm, is like the very small, the microcosm. Okay? So this event, through the reduction of the main forces that were used to conduct the event, is telling us who did it. And perhaps the perpetrators of the event planned this deliberately. Again, I'm open-minded to the concept that this may be synchromysticism, as it is generally called. That's what it's been coined. This idea that the universe is self-organizing this to, to attempt to further awaken people. Okay? But I think it may be a combination of both of these things. In any event, slide number 14. And ladies and gentlemen, no, I did not deliberately put that in that slide. I'm realizing this at this point. Okay? which shows you how synchromysticism works. I did not deliberately try to make this the 14th slide, but it worked out like that. I did deliberately make 21 slides in all, though. Slide number 14 shows the significance of 14. The all-seeing eye and pyramid, which we've talked so much about, the light or the eye being representative of the divine, of God, of the creator, whatever you want to call that force, the brick being the 13 layers of darkness that we need to get past or that we need to transmute because we're all a personal zodiac, the light, the spark of the divine, or the sun and the 12 helpers or houses, okay? And we need to bring that light into its fullness so that we can embody the real light, the true light, the true source that unites us all. The one I. Meaning there's no separation between anyone. There's only one I. Okay? So that unifying factor is the 14th level of the pyramid. And no man or woman can claim to be it in this world, in the physical domain. We aspire to it. We reach toward it. We realize we are all of it. It dwells within us. We dwell within it. But nobody can make the claim that they are God. And that they are the authority here in this realm. However, this is what a small group of individuals here on this planet that I call the dark occultists, the controllers, the sorcerers, name them what you will, think that they can become. That's their ultimate goal, folks, which we're going to talk a lot about next week. They want to be God. They think that they can be God here, become all-powerful, become all-seeing, become all-knowing, become omnipresent live forever and reign in a place that they've turned into hell rather than face the consequences of their actions through natural law and 
they consider themselves the 14th level of the pyramid. In their minds, they are God on earth. And ultimately, they're using their power, their force, to bring about this rite of manifestation. Or in other words, the 14. That's who they are. They are the 77, the sorcerers, and they're using the power of, the, of sorcery, which is what this event is, to conduct this ritual, a rite of chaos sorcery. I don't use the term chaos magic. I know it's a more popular term that's been coined, but I make a distinction between magic and sorcery. And I took a look in the chat room and didn't see another comment from Mr. Anonymous because apparently people understood what the, uh, <laughs> the gematria of my name added to. A magician, yes. A sorcerer, no. Everybody can be a magician. That's what we need. We need magic to fill the world. And that's the light of the true divine creator, not this sick, twisted, psycho psychopathic ruling class that thinks they're God. We can all aspire toward unity consciousness, the unification of our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions as one, operating toward the higher will with no contradiction between them. We just have to set our mind toward it. Now, I'm going to leave that part of it there, but I'm going to move into one other further aspect of the gematria between 9-11. And this is what the event numerologically is saying overall. If, if you already haven't seen enough of that and understand that there's no way these numbers just happen to work out like that as coincidence. Okay. Slide number 15 shows these numbers and the buildings that they struck, the flight numbers and buildings that they struck. And again, there's so many other correspondences in numerology to the event in so many different areas. I'm sure people can bring things to my attention I haven't heard of, but this is just one more I'm going to lay out on the table before we go to the calls in the next segment. 11 and 175. While 77 is the flight where that hit the building where the sorcerers that really conducted this event were at the Pentagon and the intelligence agencies, okay, and the, the Defense Department, etc., okay, who were really conducting this inside job. The, the, the flight that was supposed to hit Building 7, I'll say, was Flight 93, okay, and again, that is my contention. While I can't 100% prove that, in all likelihood, that's where 93 was headed. And a pilot refused his stand-down order, shot it out of the sky in an act of will. We're going to look at the two numbers, 11 and 175, on the two towers and understand the significance when you bring these together in an act of synthesis on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere, folks. I'm Mark Cassio. We have one more segment left. I will wrap up this segment on occult numerology and then we'll go to the phones in the last segment you're listening to what on earth is happening on the oracle broadcasting network stay with us stay asleep obey 
When he looks at it with his eyes, it's what we see. When he looks at it with the sunglasses, he's seeing the same things all the way through. The subliminal symbolic that you couldn't see. Obey, no independent thought. Don't think of yourself. We're back, folks. Last segment of What on Earth is Happening on this Sunday, July 17th, 2011 edition. We're looking at the occult numerology, the gematria of the 9-11-2001 event, which we're coming rapidly up to the 10th anniversary of. We're looking at slide number 15 on the whatonearthishappening.com radio show page. And let's move to image 16, where I am adding together the forces or flight numbers that struck only the two towers. Okay? The pillars of duality because ultimately they wanted to bring down all three of these pillars, these structures that represent the Kabbalistic tree, that represent the Temple of Solomon, that represent the uh, Temple of the Goddess, etc. Okay? All three of these pillars eventually came down. That's why they had to bring down the middle pillar, Building 7, even though no plane hit it. The ritual would not be complete without bringing down that middle pillar, even though it had not been struck openly by one of these flights. But if we simply add the two values that struck the large towers, Tower 1 and Tower 2, which are trying to synthesize through this force, okay, of fear, the injection of fear is trying to create is needed to make a synthesis. This is what the dark usage of the Hegelian dialectic is. We add these two forces together, these two flight numbers, and we get the number 186, which isn't significant in and of itself, until we redistribute that force equally, that combined force, equally between the two towers. So, in image number 17... I do that. And lo and behold, what do we have? 93 on every one of the pillars. Now, there's no way that's an accident. There's no way they chose two occult numbers that when added together and then divided in half to redistribute them equally, you get 93 on each one. Impossible. No way that's an accident. 11 plus 175 is 186. Divide that by 2 in half, and you get 93. So ultimately, one could say, you could discard all of the other numbers, and the 9-11 event really only adds to two numbers. Only comes down to, occultically, Numerologically, it comes down to two occult numbers, the number 77 and the number 93. And we already understand the significance of these numbers. But which number ended up winning on that day and ever since, I would say? Well, the number 77 
was on was the flight number that hit the building that did not come down that did not collapse yes it was impacted it was damaged and that was done for a psychological effect to say oh not even the heart of our defenses is safe who is safe then that's just there to inspire more fear ultimately we understand that these numbers are occult numbers that essentially are derivations derivations of more significant occult numbers which we've already seen 77 is two-thirds of the 777 which reduces to 666 and 93 is equivalent in gematria to the number 777 so what is this what is this ritual ultimately doing what is it ultimately saying why is it ultimately what is it ultimately designed to instill in this in the the subconscious mind it's the triumph of evil over good it's the triumph of the sorcerers over the light the true light it's the triumph of the forces of darkness over the true god of creation that's what they're saying to us symbolically 666 beast consciousness reigning over the 777 or the 93 which was destroyed in a ritual that added up to 92 911 ultimately this was all about the hegelian dialectic and all about manipulation of human consciousness into patterns of thought and action thought and action thought and action that's what the dialectic does it removes the true emotional dynamic out of the equation because if one is ruled by the emotion of fear they can't really use true care they're locked in the R complex of the brain and when you're locked in the R complex of the brain you are stuck in a cyclical pattern of thought and action but you're never really using your emotions as a guidance system you're in the reactive mind and that's what this ritual was designed to do it was a perfect example of setting people against each other they do this all the time in politics this is the, the simple dialectic but in this example it was ratcheted up a few notches and really had a whole lot of occult aspects involved in it because ultimately what they were trying to do is make everyone in the world take a side and pit the western world against the eastern world or ultimately pit Judeo-Christianity against Islam and they can wage a whole lot of war as a result they can pillage a whole lot of other countries steal a whole lot of resources and ultimately make more and more headway into the removal of natural law rights from the people of this country and every other that's what this event was ultimately all about let's go to the phones caller you're live on what on earth is happening we don't have a lot of time what do you have for us hello um, caller yes can you hear me yes I wasn't sure if it was me you're on live I wasn't uh, sure if this was relevant, um, but uh, it might be only because I happened to notice uh, eleven all over the um, uh, the the nine eleven events. Yes, uh, the number eleven. But I was curious to know how it's relevant to, um, I guess, your take on the eleven eleven time prompt phenomena. Sure. Well, when you put the second eleven in, you are balancing the the number. 
See, that's the only number on a digital clock that is in perfect balance on both sides of the of the colon in the middle of the digital clock. Think about wow. it. There's no other number that is in perfect balance on both sides. It's a mirror, which is essentially telling us the answer is to look within, look in the mirror. There's the solution. There's the answer. 1111 is actually a transformative uh, event in, in the concept of synchromysticism. And maybe we could do a whole show on that because it's very interesting once you start looking into it. And let me tell you something. I don't know how many other people out there have had this phenomenon strike them, but I've had the 1111 phenomenon hit me so hard where it's so far beyond chance or coincidence of seeing that number. It, 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 they call it the light workers call, 1111. People who are called I, to I, do this kind of work. I'm sorry, you broke up there. I'm sorry, I was just saying I would love to see that, that show. Sure, maybe I could do a show on that in the future. Well, thanks so much I for calling in. I'm going to take a, try to squeeze another couple of calls in here. Let's see. Here we go. Caller, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. We're pressed for time, so what do you have for us? Uh, good day, Mark. Uh, looks like 9-11 was a false flag operation. Everybody knows that. Sure. That's great. I just wanted to be make everyone aware that there's another one coming this year, probably around November 9th, and it's probably something to do with this whole element thing. So be aware of it, and don't be freaked out, and don't be pushed into a negative vibration because of something really big that's going to make 9-11 look like a toy. Call, call or think okay. about it, 11-9. It's, it's very, quite possible they love reversals. Oh, God. Occultists love reversals. Yes. So, no I, doubt. I, I am definitely in agreement. We should definitely keep our eyes and ears open and, um, you know, not fall into the pattern of um, reaction, reacting. That's what we did on 9-11. I even fell into it. Unfortunately, folks, that's all the time we have on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. I want to thank everybody for listening. Great calls, as always. Sorry I didn't get to more. We'll get to take some calls next week when I talk about the ultimate point of the occult esoteric agenda. Stick around up next to Vantage Point with Michael Vale. See you next week, folks. <laughs>